Kayla, 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 hi. Harrison, hi. What up? <laughs> what up, and welcome to Kayla and Harrison. Won't shut up. We truly won't. We um, just keep on talking and talking about movies. It's true. So, this week we are talking about a film um, that I had never heard of, and I'm curious, Harrison, why you wanted us to watch this movie. Where did you come upon this? Is it because you li- love Elijah Wood, as we all do? It is, in fact, because I love Elijah Wood, and I saw that he had a really cute haircut, and I was like, what is this movie? Okay, so can we talk about the haircut? Because this is a film, this is a 2019 film called Come to Daddy, starring Elijah Wood and a couple of other people. And other people. Now, here's what's important. It's a the Canadian haircut, film. Uh, You know, is it? Because... It said something about New Zealand at the beginning, and I, I bookmarked that because um, next week we're talking about another film that was made through the New Zealand Film Commission. Oh, uh, we are. I, book, I, I bookmarked it, and I thought New Zealand, and then I got really confused because this film takes place in Oregon, which is a state in the United States. So You're right. If you're thinking this is the point where I'm going to reveal to you how that happened and why, because I did research... That is where you are wrong. Wow. So this film is actually Irish, Canadian, New Zealand, and Ish. United States. What do you call someone from New Zealand? I know you're not supposed to call them Kiwi. They don't like that, right? Oh, no. I think they like that. Wait. What? Okay. I don't think that's derogatory. What do you call someone from New Zealand? Let's see what the internet says. Kiwis. Why did I think they didn't like that? I don't know. Oh, New Zealanders. That yes, also makes that. more sense. New Zealander. So I started this film being very distracted by thinking that this was a film about New Zealand and wondering why nobody had an accent because uh, I'm a doofus. Anyway, this film is called Come to Daddy, a terrible and awful sounding name Yes. <laughs> that I hate. Um, um, and let's... Can we please talk about the haircut? Because you brought it up and you brought this on yourself. What exactly do you like about uh, Elijah Wood's terrible, horrible haircut in this film, Harrison? Please, I want to hear It's just a it. very hip haircut right now. Is it? It's very popular. Here's how I can describe this haircut to, my, to, the, to the listeners here, to Alita. So, Alita, listen up. Here's what you need to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Imagine you had grown your hair out like two centimeters, maybe. Maybe. A centimeter to two centimeters, Okay. All right, you have very flat hair, okay? Then, are you guys with me here? Then you take a dinner plate that's slightly curved. And notice that I didn't say bowl. Notice that I said a curved dinner plate. And then you use that curved dinner plate, you place it on top of your head, and you and you kind of mush down the sides in a circular-ish motion around your head. And as you go, you shave it, okay? So that what you end up with is not really a bowl cut. It's, it's, a, it's a horrible... Um, slightly curved dinner plate cut and it's a nightmare and then you thought <laughs> I don't look weird enough I need a terrible little mustache uh, no wrong wrong on all accounts what it is is it's a very high bowl cut with uh-huh. micro bangs and he's beautiful and no one will be right otherwise so I want to know what your wife, the hairdresser, thinks of this. Did you watch this film with Carly? I did, and she also, I'm sure, loves the haircut. It's a haircut oh, that I almost no. got. 
Car- he's Carly home. Carly! Carly! She is working. Ugh, cutting hair in not an atrocious way. Oh, I don't She's know. She might, have done this. she might have done three or four of these cuts today. We don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, there's actually, uh, I just want to say, there is a video mm-hmm. on Conan where Elijah Wood talks about his unique come-to-daddy look. Oh, God. I wonder what he says. We should have watched it beforehand. Can you just play it? Is that going to be copywritten? That's going to be copywritten. But Damn it, Conan. We'll find out afterwards, but all you need to know is... Is that Conan O'Brien probably agrees with me that it's horrid? No, is that everyone loves it. Okay. Um, he looks so like he looks like a indie musician. I mean, that's like I mean, that's sure. what he's supposed he, to be in the movie. So I mean, he, he looks like a really pretentious hipster douchebag, and that is what he is. That's his character. <laughs> um, please don't ever get this haircut, Harrison. Please. I'm now. I'm just gonna get it despite you. You really are, and I feel that. Isn't your hair naturally curly though? I'm looking at your beautiful hair right now on the video. It is. You didn't it curl can't, it. It's naturally it can't be curly, that straight. Right? It can't be that straight beautiful. unless it's long. Um, well, you know, thank you, universe. Thank you for the compliment. This movie <laughs> was wild. So This movie was wild. And it wasn't for the first half, I will say. It no. And also, like, I think that a success of this film was that the trailer doesn't reveal at all the direction that this movie takes. And nice. I think that that is a successful trailer. Because too often... As we know, in the history of Hollywood, um, early on, pretty much the whole film was told through trailers when viewing them. And now, mm-hmm. because, you know, it wasn't on television. Well, we've kind television, of gotten back to that, I feel Yeah, like. we're getting very, we're getting back to that again. And I think it's because of the nature of streaming. But um, I think that this independent film... Is it, an, is it fair to call it an independent film? It's definitely like a more artful I, I film. Maybe it's not independent. I would have like a more working definition or a more workable definition of um, what makes an independent film. I feel like, you know. It's independent. Could... It premiered at Tribeca. It's independent. Okay. I think. I feel like if you could. So craft beer, for example, there's like, there's like a, a very definitive definition of what makes something a craft beer versus a mass produced beer. And it's the amount of barrels produced per year. And, like, that's very obvious and clean cut. And I don't, I don't, like, is there a list of production companies that can't have helped you make your film in order for it to be designated an independent film? This is not something we were taught in film school. You may have thought that we would be. We're, what considering we Considering I know that beer thing <laughs> from not having gone to beer school. <laughs> but, like, no. Did you just Google it? Because I want to know what it says. I did. I don't think it technically is an independent film because it depends on who the production company is, who distributes it, and who... Um, yeah, it depends where the money comes from. And this this is produced by Saban. Is that how you say it? S-A-B-A-N. That makes me think of the Power Rangers for some reason. Is there they also produced Power, Power Rangers. Rangers. It's an American oh investment God. firm, so I don't think that it is independent. But... It was on the Four independent entertainment. <laughs> it was on the independent circuit, so for its premiere. Oh my god, I can't believe I was right about the Power Rangers. That's kind of freaky. I just I like that just that word Savan like took you back. I watched 
I, it took me like, but without even thinking about it. And I actually remember again, so it was like, boom, the New Zealand film commission. And I was like, that's confusing. And then later it was like Saban. And I was like, power Rangers, let's go like deep within my memories as like a four five and six year old that just dredged up. Like, you know what Saban is. It's the power Rangers. <laughs> so that's a little freaky, but here we are. Thank you for the power Rangers. And then I guess also thank you for this film that we, uh, that we enjoyed. I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah. this film is, is, is interesting. So I didn't actually watch the trailer earlier. I was agreeing with you with about the trailer as if I had watched it, but I had not. I just watched this because you were like, you should watch it. And I was like, granted, I trust Harrison, even yeah. though they've, you know, they've uh, led you astray before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had no idea what this is about, but this is basically a film about a, a hipster dude who um, has been raised by his mother. Um, it's very affluent. Yes. And he seems to be a bit of a mama's boy. Um, and he's gotten a letter from his estranged father who he hasn't seen since he was five, um, to visit him at his really fancy beach house in, I guess, Oregon. Um, and once he gets there, he's, I don't know if it's a fancy beach. I would say it's kind of like, it looks fancy to me. It does look fancy because I think it's come back in style, but I would argue that this is like, it looks kind of like a hippie, like it hasn't oh, been like updated it, for a long yeah. time, like kind of. But now it's retro chic, like yes, retro 60s chic. Exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about, because that is the style of the home itself and also the interior. Yeah, um, I mean, it's amazing. I would live there in a fucking second. It was a, it, like, I'm a sucker for a circular house. This is, mm-hmm. this is essentially like houses. If anyone's ever been to Hilton Head, there's a lot of, in South Carolina, there's a lot of houses that are built this way that are like on a single stilt and the single stilt is usually the stairwell that leads down to the laundry room that's on the floor level and then the house itself is like a rotunda all glass it's a dream um i'm not as bougie as you apparently because you lost me i'm thinking of iron man's house the 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 iron man house in malibu in the marvel movies oh my god yeah well that's like a three million dollar plus version of what i'm describing (laughs) but yes I actually, I'll be honest, this could have been a fucking shack, and I would have called it fancy because it's right on this beautiful beach. Yeah, it is. It's gorgeous. So, he finds out um, that his father is an asshole, which maybe he should have seen coming since his father abandoned him when he was five. Just saying. Yeah. His father, yeah. His father's also, like, there's a very creepy overtone Mm -hmm. to the whole situation like this is a black comedy thriller film but i think that it was advertised as a straight-up horror movie in my opinion like if you watch the trailer you have a feel of dread from the beginning it's very uncertain what's going to happen like Mm -hmm. the father is seemingly a little unhinged you can't tell if he wants to be like he's like overly aggressive towards elijah wood in a confusing Mm -hmm. way and is insulting and super like it feels like the dad is a stereotypical, like kind of misogynistic, um, mansplainy, tough guy. Like, mm-hmm. there's no room for femininity in mm-hmm. his son, in, guy's, in his opinion. Exactly. So this, I, I almost don't want to talk about the second half of this film because it pulls what I like to call a Hitchcock move. 
Do you recall the film Hitchcock, Harrison, the one with Will Smith? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I just like saw that realization hit you in the face. Uh, Hitchcock is. Oh wait, you're Hitchcock. talking about Hancock. I mean Hancock. You're right, not Hitchcock. I was Hancock. like Hitchcock. I think yeah, Hancock. Same dip, Hancock. So it pulls a Hancock, in my opinion, where like in Hancock you got Will Smith, who's like, um, you know this kind of like bum character who's not really got anything going on and then all of a sudden halfway through the film it's like just kidding you're a god with magic powers and it just like it gives you whiplash because it's just like what um and i this film has something similar where i think the first half of this movie i was like man i'm really i'm not really interested all of us have daddy issues most of us do like if your father deliberately left you or stopped raising you when you were a child and then makes you feel like you need to reconnect with him later in life. Not that I'm speaking from a peer, uh, experience. I am. Um, you know, like, come on, that sucks. If he, I I think I would have left as soon as he was shitty about, you know, Elijah Wood's character is like, Oh, I'm sober. And he drinks this, the biggest glass of wine right in front of his son's face just to be a douchebag. I would have been like, cool. Bye, and that would have been the end of the film, right? Yeah. Okay. It's kind of boring. This whole your father's never gonna get redeemed arc. Father's right. Son, okay. But then halfway through the movie, it the changes. shit hits the fan. The shit hits the fan, but also it becomes a different movie in tone. Yeah. It come. It becomes a completely different film halfway through. One that was a lot more exciting to watch and a lot more interesting and had a lot more going on. Um, done the first I, half yes yeah in in terms of what the film was ultimately about and i think it's worth checking out just for that yeah um Un- unlike hancock which i don't know <laughs> uh, yeah i don't advise watching that but <laughs> i do advise watching come to daddy um yes. it had like i'm trying to do, there's like a lot considered in this movie like from the lighting to the framing to ever like it's very artfully done. Mm-hmm. You really kind of learn. You go through um, kind of phases of liking and not liking each character. I think some you never like, but mm-hmm. I think there's like moments of clarity where you're kind of like, oh, I feel bad, and then you're like, oh, wait, no, I don't like. <laughs> Um, for the father, for example, who you realize, I don't want to say isn't the father because as you learn, we don't know who the father is. (laughs) Um, essentially like over the course of the film, it's revealed that Elijah Wood's real father or who we believe to be his real father has been tied up in the basement of this house. Halfway through the movie. How does he discover? I'm trying to remember. I know he pulls back the carpet and there's like a latch door and he goes underneath. He can, he hears, he hears, um, he hears noises coming from, from a basement he didn't even know existed. Right. Cause he thought the house, house was haunted and then someone shows up, right? Yes. Well, he, he, he starts thinking maybe the, 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 um, well we see, and I, (laughs) we kind of skipped ahead. Yeah. So the big. Uh, the, the original father figure, the first person that you meet, um, as a father figure dies of a heart attack as he's about to attack Elijah Wood. 
Um, and for various reasons, the body has to stick around in the house for a couple oh, of days. Oh, right. That's what it is. You he start. You, you get the idea that Elijah Wood is worried that the body has become reanimated or is haunted in some way, and he keeps hearing these noises, and the body bag keeps coming undone, um, and he thinks he sees his father's face in the woods, and then he and he keeps hearing these banging noises, and eventually he realizes that the banging noises are not coming from outside; they're coming from a basement that he didn't know was in the house, the entrance to which is under a rug, under a trapdoor in the living room yes and so he makes his way down there his father has been tortured and held hostage yeah um the idea being that he they had all done this huge score you know 30 years prior where they got a lot of money by um kidnapping um a very rich man's daughter and the the main guy this guy now who's in the basement had kept all of the ransom instead of splitting it up. And th- th- you assume they've been searching for him for 30 years. Um, and they finally caught up with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're searching for the money. We are searching so for the money. That's an interesting point, too, where, like, um, Elijah Wood is like, oh, this is my real father. Maybe he's not a jackass. And it's like, it almost doesn't matter because then he finds out definitively, like, you know, the house you live in was funded by putting a ransom on, like, a young woman who was kidnapped. Like, um, the only reason I'm being chained up here is because I, I, you know, betrayed the criminals. <laughs> you know, like, right. that's not noble in any way. Um, so that's kind of a disappointing moment, I think, for Elijah Wood's character where he's like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. And also... Oh, I forgot my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a... There's a lot of rude awakenings in the film mm-hmm. for him. Um, so he finds the father. Shit hits the fan. He starts getting attacked by these other people. And then he escaped. Or the... Um, one of the main people... Who is it? Jethro? Jeth- Jethro is the one who comes and is like, I got my shit all over a pen and I'm going to stab you with it. Oh, right. That's Jethro. <laughs> oh. Disgusting. Um, so, Elijah Wood, a.k.a. Norval. <laughs> Such a good name. Is it? <laughs> he looks like a Norval. Um, I thought his name was normal until I got to a point where I was like, what's wrong with me? I forgot to put on the captions and like, I was like, oh, that makes a lot, I guess it makes a lot more sense. But this, for the first, like, 15 minutes of the film, I was like, what kind of a name is normal? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Isn't that someone's name in another movie? It is. It's in, um... I feel like normal is a name. Coraline? Uh, I don't know. It's not important. Anyway, <laughs> Elijah Wood hides in the trunk of a car. He ends up going to a BDSM orgy. <laughs> like I, he 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 um he goes to a hotel where there's a swingers convention in the nearby town, and they're all staying at this one crummy little hotel. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and he ends up getting stabbed a bunch of times, and one of the people who 
are there as a sex worker, and she holds him down while, is it Jethro that stabs him? Yeah, I mean, yes. And then he had already slashed Jethro's tires after getting out of the trunk of the car. Jethro crashes, is partially decapitated, Mm -hmm. and Elijah Wood sticks something into his brain hole. Describing it, it was disgusting and I hated it. Stabs him in his brain hole. (laughs) And then makes his way back to the house. And then that's basically it. That's the film. He finds his father, Papa, (laughs) one of his other fathers, who at this point is maybe dying. He's definitely dying. Oh, he dies. And also is Elijah Wood. I mean, they're both dying. They basically, it's insinuated that they are dying together on the beach. I didn't take it as though, I didn't take it as though um, Elijah Wood was dying. Maybe it's inferred. I definitely took it as though the dad, mm-hmm. da- well, the dad does die because he calls him Arthur. Jethro calls him Arthur. Oh, Jethro calls him Arthur. Ah, uh, maybe they do both die. TBD. We don't know. Up for up for your interpretation. In my in my version of the movie, they both live long lives. Oh well, that's nice, Harrison. But in Kayla's version, father and son die hand in hand on the beach, bleeding out. Which is what happens. You know, but at least it's a beautiful scene. Oh sure. In oh, sure. in uh filmed in. Gorgeous Vancouver, mm-hmm. which we're supposed to believe is Oregon. I guess it's close Wait, enough. Even though New Zealand made the film. I don't know. We I don't simply know. do not know. Well, you know, I think this film, like I mentioned, I was I felt very impatient with it for the first half. And I think the second half finally kind of started. It's almost like it actually starts at the halfway point, um, for me at least. And it has some interesting like some interesting things to think about about you know absentee fathers and what it means that you know once Jethro reveals like oh well your mother was a sex worker or yeah was a sex worker and like we all had sex with her that night so there's this implication that he doesn't really know which of the three men are his father mm-hmm. um and there's this this eerie sense that all three of them considered him to be their son um, complete with different names and different ideas of what was going on. Um, and this is just hinted at, but it's very interesting. Um, again, like I said, I was getting at the very beginning, I was like, I'm kind of tired of this idea of their attempt to redeem an absentee father, but that's not what this film is about. I feel like this film is really more about this idea that these three men had these fantasies of a son they didn't have to bother to raise. Yeah. Um, and just like little one-off lines, like the fact that Elijah Wood had attempted suicide and one of the men had a tattoo in honor of a son who had successfully committed suicide in the same way. And then Jethro calls him by the wrong name as he kills him. Yeah. I think, um, no, I think that's a very astute observation. I think that it's, it adds a lot to the film too. I don't, I don't know how overt it was, but I don't know that like a lot about the film was super overt. I think that there's just like all of these people are living in a cloud of ambiguity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like kind of what what is their reality is not necessarily 
reality. Mm-hmm. You know, even Elijah Wood going to meet his father, who he thinks is his father. And then telling and, him a story that's made up. Right. And then him being like, is this my father? Like, he doesn't look familiar. And he's not very, like, familial. You know, like, he's not very loving towards Elijah Wood. He's actually, like, really mean to him. And so then it's like, well, why did you want me to come here? He throws his phone in the water at one point. Or does he drop it? He he drops it, but it makes it kind of seem like maybe he did it on purpose. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's, like, a... There's a fog surrounding, like, a lot of the people in the movie, which I think is echoed by the, this, like, isolated house of glass out on the water. Mm-hmm. I think it's very successfully done. And it all it all circles around Elijah Wood's haircut. <laughs> so on that note... I'm, t- I'm ready for my review. What's your review? I'm going to say three out of six. Three and- out of six... Again, that's mostly because I I feel like I enjoyed half of this film. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And Elijah Wood had only half of his hair. So three out of six <laughs> is my rating for Come to Daddy. Oh, man. Yep. <laughs> um... That's, I don't really, I feel like I have everything to say about it that, you know, I already mentioned. Like, I think it really picks up halfway through. I think it's got some interesting stuff to think about. Um, but it, it's kind of one of those those films where you're just kind of like, okay, I don't know. Maybe I would have enjoyed you being a little bit more overt. <laughs> I, yeah. You know, um, it's unexpectedly violent without being a horror film, um, which... I don't know. I just don't know how well it landed with me. So three out of six. Boom. Word, word, word. Efficient rating. <laughs> yeah. Three out of six. You gave it a C, I guess. Who cares? Um, <laughs> wow. You don't know how the grading system works. <laughs> who cares? Not who cares about your rating. Who cares about wow. no, that's how I where it actually, that's what it means in the grand scheme of things. Tell me tell me what your rating is here. I'm going to give it... Um, um, Hmm. I'm going to give it a four out of six. Okay, I was, tell me why. I was apprehensive going into it because I I just had like a version of what I thought it was going to be. And then I think what this movie does really well is plays with your expectations, obviously, as we've said. And so I think like, I finally got to a comfortable point in the movie, like when it, when everything kind of changes and the shit hits the fan thinking that this was a different film and being like, Oh, is this a haunted house movie? Like, Mm -hmm. because it's set up so well with the setting and everything. Um, and then the really like strange way that, so at one point when the, surrogate father has a headache or a headache (laughs) a heart attack um (laughs) and the police come it's like the even the police are acting really strange like and you can't kind of place why and they're understaffed to a degree that they can't bring like a mortician or not a mortician but um fucking no the coroner comes and she's like listen i can prep this body but they're like the morgue is flooded so once i prep the body the body's gonna have to stay back at the house yeah like it just there's a lot 
it's just really disarming. Like a lot of the movie is really disarming. And I think that I really liked that about it. Um, I think though the ending is pretty forgettable (laughs) as we discussed prior to beginning recording this. Um, I, and that's not like the sign of a good, like a super hit for me. So, um, tonally I really liked it. I think it had a lot of cool parts, but I think it's not a masterpiece. Unlike Elijah Wood's beautiful face, if you would. And hair in this movie. No. And mustache, <laughs> yes, and beautiful blue eyes. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's Come to Daddy, everyone. Go watch it by Aunt, Ta- <laughs> Aunt Timpson. Why did I just laugh like uh, Beavis and Butthead? Um, his name is funny. His name is funny. Aunt Timpson. Aunt Timpson, who apparently owns the biggest private collection of 35 millimeters films in the Southern Hemisphere. Fun fact, Timpson believes censorship systems are archaic and started a fundraiser for a teacher who was fired for showing one of his films in her class. What film? I know, right? I don't know, but <laughs> this did lead me to Deathgasm. Didn't we talk about Deathgasm? Uh, did we? <gasps> you haven't I seen Deathgasm. Like- you would, you and Michael need to watch Deathgasm. It's a 2015 New Zealand comedy horror film. I'm sick of New Zealand. There, I said it. Just kidding. I don't know. Again, I don't. I still don't know why. I mean, is this guy a New Zealander? Is that why the New Zealand Film Commission had anything to do with Come to Daddy? Uh, he is a New Zealand film producer. Okay. All right. Acceptable. Nationality: New Zealander. Yeah. <laughs> He grew up in Auckland and briefly studied at University of Otago with intent on being a lawyer, and then he dropped out. Granted. See, that would have been, were were we to really fully understand, Harrison, how to become filmmakers as adults, we would not have gone to film school. It's true. Which is why we went to film school and are now in education. Because you, whatever you go to school for, you do something else, children. That's the message. <laughs> yes. He's producing a movie called The Salamander Lives Twice, which is his second (laughs) second directorial involvement, other than he's only done a short film. Um, Deathgasm is really good. All right, I'll have to check it out. The person who directed Deathgasm also directed... um, Oh, never mind. <laughs> um, anyway, it's chill. This movie was chill. We'll, chill. we'll see you next time. Why don't you like and subscribe and share and whatever else you care to do. Transcribe our, um, our podcast for us so that we can um, apply to the Rotten Tomatoes critics. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Bye. Just let us know when you're done doing that. Bye.